Hey, thanks, Tim. Always great to be with you. Now, about that, 17 years on the city council, and just to revisit the recent history here, Bob Smith, elected mayor in Watkinsville, stepped down earlier this year. You ascended from the council, appointed by the council, and then elected to fill the unexpired term and now running for a full term. What about that? 17 years on the city council. Uh, You can argue that, I suppose, uh, from your perspective. Well, they keep sending me back, so, so I keep going back. On the other hand, Rebecca Billings' point, that that makes you a career politician. Well, you know, I mean, you know, Rebecca's entitled to her opinion, but the reality is I have a full-time job. I have a family. We're not, none of us in Watkinsville are career politicians. You know, it's uh, it's not a high paying position. We're all basically, um, you know, we're, um, I wouldn't say totally volunteering. There is a small paycheck, but every single one of us has jobs, is active, doing other things. One council member is retired, but none of us are, uh, <laughs> none of us are, quote, career politicians. Um, Most of my time is spent with my day job. I'm a private business owner and have been for a long time, and I love that. I've also enjoyed serving on council, but most of my time is spent uh, taking care of a business and taking care of my family and doing a variety of other things, and I'm pleased and honored to serve as mayor and hope to continue to do that, but it's kind of laughable to call any of us career politicians, and I think if Ms. Billings checked her math, she'd realize that um, three of the members of council have been there less than two years. Uh, Councilman Thomas, Councilman Garrett, and Councilman Campbell um, are all relatively new, and they're doing a wonderful job. Um, and Christine Tucker and um, Connie Massey have, uh, I think, both been on council less than 10 years and, uh, again, um, provide a lot of valuable contributions. So I don't think there's any career politicians in Watkinsville. We're all, uh, we're all, it's a, it's totally a part-time position. It is a busy job, but, um, but shoot, um, you know, uh, if I was wanting uh, politics to be my career, I'd need to be in a different town or, as you said yesterday, I'd need to be spending time in Washington or somewhere else because it sure doesn't pay the bills. All right, Brian Broderick, again, mayor in Watkinsville, the election on November 2nd, the early voting that started this week started yesterday. Uh, elevated from, as I said, appointed by the council, your fellow council members, when, when former Mayor Bob Smith, former state rep Bob Smith, stepped down earlier this year. Uh, some time on the job now. What's the biggest difference between being on the council and being the mayor, the the one that occurs to me is you don't always get to vote. Yeah, so that's been interesting, Tim. You, you all of a sudden you realize, um, you know, your you know the ability to vote uh, goes away. You know, you um, obviously um, are um, have um, some degree of control over the agenda. You're able to make, um, you know, to make uh, make more immediate decisions. I spend time in the office every week working with uh, the manager and our staff. The manager and I meet weekly and probably talk every day about a variety of other things that are going on. Um, you know, so I've, I've enjoyed the time in the office. It's um, obvious uh, there is a need for someone in that role. There's a lot of, um, if you're doing the job right, there's a lot of interface with uh, local elected officials, with uh, with state and federal elected officials, with everything that's going on right now. There's, um, you know, there's a tremendous amount of variables in how local governments run and the opportunities are tremendous but you've got to be engaged as a mayor and present those opportunities to the council present them to the manager and then work as a team to get things done and that's what we're doing so it is a tremendous difference because you're the point person for a lot of requests frankly for when a citizen has an issue you're the first one that they contact a lot of times you're the one they know you know so almost every week there's uh, there tends to be something that happens that you get a phone call about and Sometimes you can't make the stuff up, and you just uh, travel on down the road. You take care of the request or the situation, and you work with staff and work with council. But 
there's certainly a need for it, and it's a busy role, and uh, I've enjoyed it, and I'd be honored if the citizens selected me to keep going for another two years. All right, talking about the role of mayor, and this is something we discussed earlier in the year when, when then-Mayor Bob Smith stepped down and, and you were appointed, Bob Smith saying at the time that, that listen, the mayor doesn't do much anymore. Uh, there's a, 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 what do you call it, a manager, an administrator, uh, Sharon Dickerson holding the job, and the mayor's there to cut ribbons. I, I ain't about that, says Bob Smith, so somebody else can be mayor. Is there something, is there an actual government? government role for the mayor to play absolutely i mean number one is 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 leadership you know and and what organization do you know that thrives without leadership so that is the mayor's most important role and that's bringing a group of people together whether it's staff whether it's the uh the manager who technically the staff reports to um or whether it's the city council around a unifying set of ideas and principles and working to get those done you know for example one of the first things i did as uh, mayor was you take a look at the committees and the way that we're organized. And the council had had a previous meeting and said, what are our priorities? And our priorities revolved around three things, transportation and mobility, green space and the environment, economic development, and downtown Watkinsville. Well, it's, you know, how do we keep downtown Watkinsville healthy? Well, it's one thing to say those are your priorities. What are the tactics that we're going to do to improve in those areas to make our community better? How do we organize ourselves to move all that forward? What are the various items uh, that it takes to get that done? So that's where I focus my energy, you know, trying to get a bypass, a truck bypass around Watkinsville. That's job number one on transportation and mobility, continuing to improve our sidewalk network, um, the uh, plans for Harris Shoals Park to renovate and redo Harris Shoals Park, um, you know, uh, a master plan for downtown Watkinsville, which will be on the drawing boards, um, you know, as we move down the road, how we take care of new development um, and potential developments in the city. So all those kind of things require leadership. They don't just happen overnight. Uh, Sharon Dickerson is a tremendous individual, a talented city manager, but she'd be the first to tell you she's not the one coming up with what the city needs to look like, what needs to happen. She is focused on executing what the mayor and council uh, give her clear guidance to do. And that's what uh, that's the most important thing I can do as the mayor is make sure that council uh, reaches some consensus around what its goals are and that we're able to execute on those goals. Pick up that point, though, because she and others complaining about uh, a lack of transparency in city government in Watkinsville. That, that, that must be a complaint you hear. What do you say to it? You know, it's, it's honestly a little bit of a mystery. I think it's a, I think it's an easy thing to complain about when you don't um, when you don't have, um, you know, when you're not sure what else to complain about. I mean, all of our, you, if you go to our website, our minutes, our agendas, everything is posted. We do a weekly newsletter. The emails and um, the emails and phone numbers of every council member are on the website. I do, as you know, exhaustive updates after every council meeting, sometimes up till midnight, you know, updating the public on exactly what happened there. We get more coverage per capita by the Oconee Enterprise, which I sometimes call the Watkinsville Enterprise, than um, any other local government, I'd argue, in our community. You know, I'm real, and you know, our meetings are open to the public. They're advertised. Um, I'm, I'm really not sure, you know, what else people want us to do. I mean, we all through COVID, our meetings were all live streamed. People were able to join. Now, like any other government, when we had to do that pivot and do that for the first time, the technology was a challenge. But people can hear our meetings most of the time um, through COVID, even as we were trying to figure out how to do that. You know, uh, other local governments don't even have a live stream. So I, I really don't understand it. I think it's just sort of an easy. Uh, thing to complain about when you're not sure what else to say, honestly, because we do a tremendous amount towards transparency. And it kind of bothers me that a few people continue to harp on that when it's really, um, you know, when it's uh, we certainly are doing 
well more than what the law requires in terms of transparency. And Brian Broderick, mayor in Watkinsville, campaign website, as we mentioned, Broderick with B-R-O-D-R-I-C-K, the spelling of that name, BroderickForWatkinsville.com. Uh, best spaces, best places, best people, uh, the bullet points there, the, the campaign priorities, if you will. Step us through that. What are you talking about? Well, you know, I've always said there's a, there's a couple cores to building a great community, and these are the three things. And your spaces are how you plan and you work together. You know, your parks, your infrastructure, boring things like sewer and water, but also exciting things like, you know, sidewalks, green spaces, uh, connectivity. Those are the kind of places, the spaces that allow you to have great businesses. And, um, you know, in Watkinsville, we're lucky. We have 12 wonderful restaurants in the city limits alone. None of them are big chains, you know, so lo- most of them locally owned great restaurants. We have a thriving uh, retail community, and that's about to get even better with the development of Wire Park. Uh, We have a great mix of industrial uh, businesses that create a tremendous amount of jobs that it's easy for people to forget our industrial area. So we have a wonderful mix of businesses and homes in Watkinsville. Um, And then all of that allows you to have um, wonderful people, citizens, who choose, choose your community, choose to stay, choose to move there, and there's opportunities for them, you know, and opportunities for them to be a part of it. Communities aren't static. You know, a wise local citizen said, you know, towns are like a church. If you don't, um, you know, there's certain things that need to stay the same, your values, your principles. But if other things don't change, then the church is going to die. And I think there's some relevance to that. So you have to continue to think about what is the next generation of citizens going to look for when they come to your community? And you plan your spaces and places uh, to account for that. And that's what we're trying to do in Watkinsville. Traffic in Watkinsville, especially Main Street in Watkinsville. Folks been griping about that for a good long time. You probably have griped about it for a good long time. There's the talk of the truck bypass uh, and, and understanding that's not something the city council can adopt and decide to do. That's something that's going to require DOT buy-in to say the very least. Uh, where, if anywhere, is that process? Well, I mean, we've made tremendous progress on that in just the past few months, which is really exciting. It's been added, uh, it's proposed to be added onto the May Courts Plan, which makes it eligible for federal and state funding immediately upon adoption into the May Courts Plan, which I'm hopeful will happen in the next few months. There'll be $500,000 released to begin thinking about what the potential route and how to study potential routes would be. And Tim, you know, look, when I grew up in Watkinsville and Oconee County in the 80s and 90s, traffic on Main Street was terrible then. But it was terrible because we had all the traffic coming from Madison directly through downtown Watkinsville. And then there was a bypass added that connected, uh, that went around uh, the side of Watkinsville. And most people who are new to the community don't even know it, but that road hasn't always been there. You know, and that allowed a lot of that traffic to come off of Main Street. And we're overdue for a further connector all the way over to Highway 15. But just as just as Watkinsville and Oconee County couldn't solve that problem alone in the early 1990s, we can't solve that problem alone right now. And the fact is... You know, we're the Atlanta truck bypass uh, for the Georgia Ports Authority, and I love the ports. I'm supportive of the ports, but the reality is um, we need the state and federal government to help us step up and get that truck traffic off of Main Street and move that around to 441 onto a road that it belongs on versus having it come through downtown Watkinsville. Uh, So that's a really important decision. That's some really important activity that we've waited on for a long time and that – I've advocated for in a lot of public and private settings, as have other council members, as have other local elected officials, and I'm really thrilled to see it moving forward. It will take time, um, but we can't allow the fact that we have traffic on Main Street right now prevent us from um, taking advantage of some wonderful opportunities. 
I'm here, Brian Broderick in Watkinsville. One of the things I've talked about, I maybe half joked about, although I think I'm actually kind of serious when I say this too, local governments and obviously Watkinsville and its government, its city council, no exception here. Uh, every year, every budget cycle that rolls around for years, forever, I'm told by mayors and city council members and county commissioners and school board members how tight the budget is. We're, we're looking for every nickel. We're squeezing every dime. Suddenly is this windfall of federal money comes roaring in with the coronavirus pandemic and the response to it, the the rescue dollars, as called uh, by folks there on Capitol Hill. It, it is a windfall and it's not a bottomless supply of money, but it does give you more money. What have you folks in Watkinsville elected to do with it? Well, the first thing we did this last year is we, we cut our millage rate. So we didn't increase our property taxes on uh, local residents and that's probably not sustainable for us long term, but we just thought with this, with this indeed, with this additional federal money, um, there's some, you know, we could use it to offset some expenses. And so we were able to actually, um, you know, actually hold the line on property taxes and not increase them um, and reduce the millage rate, which we've done uh, many, many times in my 17 years on the city council in Watkinsville. Now, again, it's probably not sustainable long term, given the growth we anticipate in Watkinsville and what's going to happen. But we were able to do that this year. Uh, we also anticipate being able to use some of those funds to help with our other priorities. You know, some of those federal funds specifically need to be used for sewer, for stormwater, for broadband, for law enforcement. Uh, we do have a sewer project on the, um, you know, on the docket. We have uh, we have stormwater needs. We have some other needs that qualify. Certainly, law enforcement is a big priority for us in Watkinsville. I voted several years ago to retain our police department. We now have a really well-trained, well-led police department that does a wonderful job. But, you know, we're a growing community, and we've got to continue to invest in those guys. So we'll push some of those federal dollars to that. But that's another reason why you need a city manager and um, in, in there with all that money flowing in. It gets really complicated, and the federal and state governments both have different standards for how that has to be managed, what your vendors and contractors have to do. Uh, it's more than a part-time mayor can manage working with just a clerk. Uh, again, 20 days left on the campaign trail here. The early voting that started yesterday continues through the 29th. Mayor Brian Broderick, you, not your first lap around the track here. You enjoy campaigning? You like it? Tim, I do. I've, I've enjoyed getting out and, um, and seeing people and, and you know going door to door and talking to people and hearing about, hearing about their priorities and their concerns. Um, you know, so I enjoy I enjoy visiting uh, visiting with people. I enjoy um, you know learning about what they want to do. And um, so, yeah, I, I I'm a you know me I'm a I'm a pretty social person and have um, you know have no issue getting out and seeing folks. Again, the website, the campaign website, Broderick, B-R-O-D-R-I-C-K, BroderickForWatkinsville.com. Brian Broderick, mayor in Watkinsville, and now running for a full term. The election that wraps up in 20 days, November 2nd, as we hit 726 on Classic today. Brian Broderick, thanks for your time this morning. Best of luck out there on the campaign trail. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate you.